1: On inside black and gold. Gonna flash up this roster projection here. Starts off with the offseason dates. So let's go through that first. Again, this is inside black and gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak, as long as that website's still chugging along, which who knows, maybe it only has a day left or so before it completely implodes. But hey, we'll still use it. Yeah. What, what, and then what will we do if Twitter does fold? What's next? Go to Blue Sky which is, this is kind of funny. We can get into it for a second here. Jack Dorsey sold Twitter to Elon Musk effectively, like he was the head of the board. And uh, so he he basically invented Twitter. And the proceeds from that and created a alternate platform, like an open source platform called Blue Sky, which is effectively just Twitter. And so it's basically just sitting there, like waiting for Twitter to implode, at which point there will be no alternative and he'll just be like well why don't you use this and then, <laughs> and then like all the twitter people will just kind of migrate over here cuz it's the only thing that makes sense and it's the exact same api effectively and you had to go and look it up it's not even like rolling yet though it's right it's in beta right now it's yeah, in beta yeah, okay. you need to invite code so they're just they're literally just like laying laying the foundation and putting up the walls and making sure there's a ceiling over everything and they have to have people in there to beta test it so that's what they i I have an account And so they're just like, their goal was effectively like very clearly just to be like, well, Twitter's only got Twitter's on life support. So why don't we just make sure this is here for when everyone just abandoned ship officially. Um, It's very funny to me because he made he like used the money from Twitter from the buyout from Elon Musk to basically bankroll this operation, which is effectively just there to completely undermine Twitter once it once it becomes what it is right now. That's just kind of funny. It's a good business. What would be really funny if he named it blue check mark or blue check or whatever. All right. Blue
0: sky. <laughs> and the app, the, the logo on the app is just clouds. Maybe when, like you said, it all goes down, they can import my followers and, and my, who I'm following to, from Twitter
1: onto there. <laughs> yeah. All those bots that are following you.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: All right. So, yeah. So as we mentioned, the saints off season dates, we have rookie mini camp, May 12th through 14th. So that starts on, Thursday, the open practice is on Saturday. That is the final day. We'll have open locker room. We'll be able to get in there and talk to all the rookies and all the UDFA's and whoever else is there. I had someone ask if we could go check in with Smoke Monday. He might be there occasionally. You'll have second-year players there, like last year. JJ McCleskey, no, Jalen McCleskey. JJ's his dad. Jalen McCleskey was there, right? He wasn't a rookie, but he was there. So it's possible that Smoke Monday is out there and maybe he's just trying to get as much work in as he can. So if he is, I will go talk to him, but again that uh, we don't know exactly who's going to be out there one thing we didn't mention in the first segment is as far as i'm aware none of these saints rookies have actually signed their rookie deals so they would actually have to sign a waiver to participate um at least the drafted rookies so i imagine they'll do that but there is a chance that some don't show up yeah it, it, if they're negotiating right and elante taylor took a long time to sign his contract last year and it was just they're negotiating over guaranteed money. It wasn't ever like an animosity thing. So if if we get extended here and people haven't signed their contracts, it's not a big deal.
0: No, definitely not. It, and I'd be, you know, it's surprising though. I feel like in previous years, though, guys would not show up if they didn't have their deal done. Uh, even yeah. if they, they signed a waiver, like with the waiver even in place kind of thing.
1: They don't have to. Right. Right? Like I think, so like there's a chance you don't see all of the rookies out there. I expect you will, but like, there's no, if you haven't signed a contract, you are not obligated to show up um, as far as I understand. So that's something to keep in mind. But someone I wouldn't expect though, is um, the running back right from TCU. Well, know I expect him to be there. I don't expect him to be working on the field. Like I expect him to be getting treatment and like working off to the side, but he'll, I, I expect he'll be there. Like Rashid Shahid was there last year. He wasn't working out. Anyway. So going forward, then OTAs, May 23rd to 25th, May 30th through June 1st, and then June 5th through 8th, those are optional again, then mandatory minicamp, June 13th through 15th. And then the full training camp, we don't have the official dates for that, but it's usually the last week of July that that everything gets going. So that's what we'll be looking at. And that's, I'm not going to be updating this roster projection after every set of OTAs or whatever, but I probably will update it at least once post-mandatory minicamp pre-training camp to kind of... Reflect on what we've seen. We won't see a lot of the veterans until that mandatory minicamp. Like Demario Davis probably won't show up. Marshawn Lattimore probably won't show up until mandatory minicamp. So keep that in mind. But yeah, so the first position is pretty easy. Quarterback, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, Jay Kaner. You're going to carry three because you cannot cut Jay Kaner. He will get claimed. You cannot stash him on the practice squad. So that does take away a, a position that last year you only carried two. So that gave you an extra spot down the line this year. You're going to have to carry three and you trade it up in the fourth round to go get Jay Kaner, unless he is atrocious, which I don't anticipate he will be, you're not cutting him out of camp. So you're keeping three quarterbacks in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Unless some kind of miraculous trade appears for a Jameis Winston kind of
1: thing. But I agree with you. You're going to have three. That's a good point. If you end up with two, (laughs) it's going to be because Jameis Winston isn't on the roster. And that's not me saying, I think Jameis is going to get cut. I'm just saying, there are situations that could develop. Like what if he gets hurt, right? Or what if he just gets completely outplayed, which I don't think he will, but like you're not cutting Jay Kane. You're not cutting a rookie that you're still trying to develop to save a roster spot. If you are desperate for a roster spot and you feel comfortable that Jay could back up Derek Carr, then maybe you would cut James. I don't think you're going to.
0: No, that's why I said, uh, to me would have to be some kind of DEFCON 5 situation happening with another team and they're like, Hey, Saints, yeah. we'll, get, we'll we'll give you a you fifth a rounder for Jameis.
1: Right. Yeah, like I could see that being the case. I'll, although like it's even then, I, like that would be unlikely to even get that offer, right? But either, I think you are going into this expecting Jameis to be the backup. So there's no incentive to do anything else. And for now, I'm not going that route. I think you are keeping four backs. And in this case, I kept a fullback. I kept Alvin Kamara... Jamal Williams, Kendry Miller, and Adam Prentice. And I don't know if you need to keep the fullback. Like maybe you keep a fourth running back and you run a lot more two running back sets. It's really just a question of whether you trust Kendry as a blocker in his rookie season. And if you do, you might be able to get away with three running backs. But I feel like at this point, I'm willing to sacrifice that roster spot and keep a fourth fullback H, whatever you want to call it. And so that's my running backs right now which means that I cut Sir Roderick Thompson Jr. and Eno Benjamin. Yeah. I mean, we saw very little of Eno last
0: year, obviously, and didn't do anything that would solidify any kind of spot on this roster, even going into this year right now. And, you know, I I think the
1: need for the fullback we've seen this team prefers to use him. I feel like. Yeah. I think they just like having him around. He's useful on special teams, right? Like, if Eno Benjamin makes this roster, it's going to be because he stands out as like a gunner, right? Like he, like it's not going to be based on his abilities at running yeah. back. And I just don't know. I haven't seen him enough. If he goes out there and he shows off and he gets into those preseason games and he is a gunner, like Ty Montgomery, for example, was excellent as a gunner. It's unusual for a running back to be really good in that role, but it's not unheard of. Dwayne Washington was a very good special teams guy. Yeah. So there's a chance that Eno Benjamin makes himself uncuttable. I think it's more likely that you move on from him and you stash Sir Roderick on the practice squad, but we'll get down to that. Eno would have to be like the next Dwayne Washington, right? Right, right. Or Ty Montgomery. Right. Exactly. Like yeah. that's the role he's in. He's not gonna beat out Alvin, Jamal, or Kendra. Now, if Alvin gets a suspension handed down in the preseason, right? If we if if he ends up serving a six-game suspension and we know and it's weeks one through six maybe you do keep Eno Benjamin around because you might want to have that extra kind of guy that's trustworthy who's been in an offense before, but that's something we, I'm not going to predict right now, but that's something to keep in mind. Presented
0: by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the
1: switch today. All right, down to wide receiver. I'm keeping six of them. So I'm keeping Brian Edwards. Chris Olave, Traquan Smith, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shaheed. And then A.T. Perry is that guy who is a sixth round pick. In theory, he's not guaranteed a spot on this roster, but I do think that you want to keep either one of these six, three, six, five receivers between him and and Shaquan, the UDFA. So I go with A.T. Perry right now because they did trade up to get him. So they clearly like him. And so I think he's going to be that guy. But here are the cuts. So Kawan Baker. Cy Barnett, who's the UDFA, Shaquan Davis, who's the UDFA out of South Carolina State, then Keith Kirkwood, Malik Flowers, who's the UDFA return specialist out of Montana, and then Kirk Merritt. Several of these guys are going to end up on the practice squad, but unless, unless one of these guys shows up and just dominates in camp, I have a hard time seeing them beating out anyone in that list above.
0: The one of the cuts that I'm interested to see more of is Kawan Baker, just because we really haven't seen anything from him. Uh, dealt with some PED stuff last year and got suspended. But yeah, not a a big guy either. I agree with you too. They need to have that big physical presence, especially you don't know, we don't know what we're getting out of Michael Thomas anymore.
1: Yeah, and they've made a clear effort to bring that guy in. So they're not going to suddenly just not keep one on the roster. I think they're going to try to keep one on the roster. Now they could both just tank, in which case maybe you do go with someone you trust, maybe a Kirkwood or a Merritt right i think malik flowers is programmed to the practice squad just like rashida he was last year but that's going to be this will be a position where i don't expect a ton of change you know people get hurt right like that's that's probably what could change this significantly more than anything else is if someone suffers an injury the saints have been pretty fortunate over the last several years in terms of not getting screwed over by injuries so hopefully that continues
0: the, the biggest thing for traquan too is is his blocking that valuable
1: to keep him on the roster i think you hear the cat? You can hear that? Yeah, yeah. God, Gypsy, what are you doing? <laughs> she agreed on Traquan. Are you, are you done? Okay. Yeah, Traquan. Traquan's interesting. Yeah, I I, I could see Traquan getting beat out, but I, it, it'd have to be a good reason, right? Like it have to be someone who stands out on special teams, stands out as a blocker. Maybe Kirk Merritt. Maybe the, maybe the coaches love Kirk Merritt and they keep him around. But I don't think it's gonna happen for like to keep Shaquan Davis and A.T. Perry. I don't think you need two of those guys. I think you need someone who can be a blocker, who can be a special team standout in that role. So that's something to keep in mind. Tight end, I'm keeping three. Now, Miller Forrestall is on this list. And and you can kind of look at that as just the free space in bingo. Like they need a blocking tight end. I don't know if Miller Forrestall is that but he's the only guy on the roster right now who could be that tight end. So I'm basically just have, I have him there as like a, as a space filler knowing that they're going to inevitably put a blocking tight end in that role because Taysom Hill and Juwan Johnson are the other tight ends I'm keeping. Neither is that. So right now I'm keeping three tight ends and Miller Forrestal is one of them. I mean, it's
0: even hard to put Taysom in that group, but I know you gotta, you gotta put him somewhere and that's where this team
1: quote-unquote, considers his position, I guess. I mean, it's it's just the numbers. I mean, we can put him at quarterback and say you're keeping four quarterbacks. It doesn't change anything. You're keeping yeah. Taysom Hill on the roster. Right, right. But that means you're cutting Lucas Crawl and Joel Wilson, the UDFA out of Central Michigan. Again, they're probably both going to end up on the practice squad. Like, I have no issue with that. I just don't see a spot for them this year.
0: Tight end's a spot that's going to be interesting come camp two. If, we'll see what happens if there's cuts, you know, with other teams and they release like a veteran this team's interested in, just because, man, that, that free agent market just
1: is not very attractive. I agree. Okay, last spot on the offensive side of the ball. It's offensive line. I think you're keeping nine. You might keep 10, but I do think that having the cross-positional flexibility of an Eric McCoy and a Cesar Ruiz helps you trim this number down by at least one. So the the keeps are obvious, right? So Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, Andres Pete. Trevor Penning, and Ryan ramcheck That's your starting offensive line. And then you're also keeping Nick Saldaveri, who's the fourth-round rookie, traded up for James Hurst, Lewis Kidd, and Landon Young. All of these guys had roles last year, obviously, with the exception of Nick Saldaveri, who's the rookie. And I think you're just going to go from there. It's possible some of these guys get beat out, but in this kind of baseline projection, I'm going with the veteran experience over any of the UDFAs. And so that means that you're cutting for you you're cutting Alex Pilstrom, Mark Evans, both UDFAs, then Calvin Throckmorton, who has been effectively replaced by Saldovary, and then Storm Norton, who was a offseason signing. I don't think that they have any qualms about moving on from him, but he's probably just there to be depth. I could see him landing on the practice squad.
0: Yeah, I was going to say right there, it's like you got practice squad possibilities there. And they obviously saw something in Storm Norton to sign him kind of deal. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't expect
1: him to make the 53-man the roster. Now, if Trevor Penning's foot yeah. does not heal the way you'd hoped, and he get, or he has a setback and he's not ready midway through camp, maybe Storm Norton is a guy you throw on there and you keep 10. Right? I, you'd hope that's not the case, but I think he's around and he's an option. The other guy who who he could bump off is Lewis Kitt. And if Storm Norton shows up in camp and just outplays Lewis Kidd, then sure, move on from him. But right now I'm going with the guy I've seen play. Uh, and he made the roster last year as a UDFA. The coaches like him. So until until Storm shows up and uh, blows the doors off, if you will, uh, I'm gonna go with Lewis Kidd. But that's the that is the end of the offensive side of the equation here. Any any thoughts? Looking good to me. Um the what you said about Penning
0: too is so true, you know. Unfortunate that he's already had to deal with two surgeries on his foot, and yeah, we we haven't heard really anything about his development coming back from uh, the latest injury that happened, you know, right in the last game of the year. Uh, but obviously, the big things are expected from the dude that was a first round. You you know, you, you're so your first round pick. You can't have another season like last year. Um, Obviously, a rookie year to get a little bit acclimated with this team, but just availability wasn't enough. When he did play, we we saw that gradual development for him. So I'm still – I'm not giving up or saying the pick is a bust or anything, but, man, you got to stay on the field, obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah, you want to see him be able to stay healthy, right? Like, he's gotten very good reviews. Like, the coaching staff thought he played very well in that Week 18 game that he got hurted. And that's the, that's the only negative is that he messed up his foot in that game, right? But the development throughout the season was positive. And he, he learned different roles, right? He played the jumbo role. He moved around. And so that's a positive thing that he was able to pick that up. Hopefully he can get back, right? Um, but all right, let's wrap that segment up. We're going to come back. We're going to go through the offensive side of the ball. As you've noticed, no UDFAs have made it yet. So foreshadowing, right? No rookies have been cut. So foreshadowing, right? Right. And so we'll we'll go through that next. So stick around on the inside, black and cool. Oh.